but welcome back to my podcast guys so today is gonna be a little bit on the deep side i'm gonna be talking more about me today specifically like so basically what i'm gonna be i'm gonna talk about what it's like how it was been how is how it has been been growing up with a narcissistic person exhibit a excuse me my grandmother so yeah because the path for my past couple two podcasts i spoke about it like briefly because i didn't really want to give give that much energy to the conversation but today i'm just gonna get into it a little more deeper and just break down the nitty-gritty like what when did i start realizing what she was like everything so yeah let's get into it okay so growing up i never grew up with my grandmother and second of all she was she lived in another country and i lived in i live in jamaica while she lived in another country so i didn't really know her that well the only only times that i really get to see her was when she would visit or country visit but visit about jamaica like visit me and my mom her her um daughter not her daughter her sons and stuff like that so that's the only time i really like interacted with her and then she would seem like a pretty good decent person like she would shower us with gifts she would talk to us you know just being like being the ideal grandma that you would think she would be so yeah that was her and growing up growing up i never grew up with her so i didn't really know her that well and until i got the call that i'm moving from where i were from my country to this country so that's when I really got into the nitty gritty of things. And starting off, everything was fine. Everything was pretty good. Like the first weeks living up here, I wasn't, oh, first I was in New York. Cause that's what I thought, that's where I thought I was gonna be. But actually no, I moved from New York. Then I, then I came here. Then that's when I was told that I was gonna live here with my grandma. First it was gonna be me, my grandma, my sister and me. So it was gonna be the four of us. Plus my cousins and other people that were going to live here. So it's going to be all of us living in the one house. So yeah, I, I didn't really socialize with her that much. She doesn't, she just seems like a, seemed like a normal grandmother. Like the one who spoiled her kids, but don't spoil them too much. She was, she could be strict when she wanted to. That, that's what, that was my perce- perception of her when I first got to really, you know, engage with her. And then slowly everyone, everyone decided to like leave. My uncle left her house because he wanted to, because he wanted to basically build another life for himself and have get a better job. So he moved. Then my sister moved. Then my mom. She was the last one who left. And at first she was working at a nursing home, so she was taking up taking care of old people and all that stuff. So I normally didn't really hang out with my grandmother to stick with my mom because I know her best. I know her for my entire life, so she was the one who I normally stick with. So uh, my mom, she decides that sh- I'm gonna sell my grandma. She's gonna go over to New York and try and get better life. I guess I'm not sure. I don't. Re- I don't even remember why she left. She just left, and she told me she was leaving. So I wasn't. I wasn't having really any issues with it because she was leaving. Yada yada. She left, and I, there was just me, my grandma, and my other four cousins. And she really hit the fan once everyone left because she started showing her true colors. <laughs> she started showing her true colors. This lady was very, was verbally abusive to everyone. <laughs> I know I'm laughing, but she was. It was awful. It was, 
she was so awful living in in just living with her even to this moment it is but let me just continue from where i was so yeah my mom left my cousin's father left so he left and we were just so all his all the kids were left with the grandma you would think you would think that you would have like a decent life with with this with this person because she one she's getting old so you think she calm down get herself ready to retire and all this stuff (laughs) yeah that was far from it far far from it yeah she was really verbally abusive physically abusive Mm, not really i don't i don't know she didn't she didn't really know no, 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 not really. But she was very verbal abusive. Verbally abusive, that was the word. She would say some things, man. I remember as like, I remember like, I was like, what, 16, 17? 16. She was one of the main reasons why I hated living in, hated, hated living in America. Because she would, okay, first, for instance, because me coming from a country that me coming from my country coming to this country i didn't know much so i'm used to my old routines like my old stuff that i used to do when i was in, back in my country because you can't really take you can't really just take the country out of a person you can take the person out of the country but not the not the country out of the person so she so she would be so she would yell and tell us that oh you're not in jamaica anymore you shouldn't do this you don't have to do that yeah 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 at first i was like Okay, she, she she has a point because I'm because we're living in a different country. We should like adapt, adapt to our surroundings. But she wasn't thinking about adapt, adaptation. She was talking about changing, and I didn't want to change because I I love where I came from and I like to take what I came what where I left from with me because when I don't know when again I'm gonna go back there. So she had her moments where she yells at us, telling us that we shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that because that's not how they do it up here. And one day she went on this huge rant. I don't I don't even know what even caused it. She went on this huge rant saying saying that if it wasn't because of me, oh you guys wouldn't be in this country. If it wasn't because of me, you guys wouldn't be here. You guys got a golden spoon in your mouth. <laughs> oh my god. Traumatic. Telling us that if, if it wasn't because of her, we wouldn't be here. And that that was what really made me hate living in this country. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I'm laughing, but I just have to laugh through it because mm-hmm. I'm being a little bit bare on this podcast today. So yeah, she was one of the reasons why I really hated living in this country. Not only she was abusive, verbally, verbally abusive, and she thought everything revolved around her. So yeah, she was tell us that oh, but if it wasn't because of her, we wouldn't be in this country. So we should basically—it's actually trying to tell us to bow down to her. It was—it was really—it was really annoying. But growing up, I was the only one like I was the only one who really attest, who really test her, or attest to her rule or whatever. Because I never, I never did understand what she wants us to do. Like I'm a kid. Excuse me. I'm a kid and you're telling me you're shouting at me and telling me all these things. I'm just like, why do I have to do that? Why do I have to be the way you want me to be? Why can't I just be the way that I want to be? So that's that's something she re- she really loved to brag about that she was one who take us to the country right now. And don't get me wrong. I respect what she did for us. Because if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be here. 
I wouldn't be in this moment. I wouldn't be where I am right now. That's true. But when you brag about it and basically, basically, basically just be, be rude about it and just tell us constantly that oh, you are the one, you are the one. Like, okay, we know you're the one. Why, why you, why are you freaking bullying us and telling us? Because my, in my opinion, my grandmother, my grandmother was my first bully. Because growing up, I've never had a bully. My grandmother was my first bully, a verbal abusive bully. Who was just who was just rude and just for no reason. So that's that's what I consider her to be. Yeah, so she would tell us that oh, if it wasn't because of her, we wouldn't be here. Yada yada yada. All that bunch of extra shit. So later down now. So first, let me get into it. So disclaimer, a little bit about like eating order, eating disorders and stuff like that. So growing up as a kid, I I didn't like I didn't, I didn't like to eat. I just like to eat like sweet stuff. I was skinny to the bone, all of that. I was all of that. I didn't like to eat or nothing. Like if you gave me like something sweet, like a cookie or biscuit or anything, I would just eat that and not eat actual food. So, so, but living down in Jamaica, I, I didn't eat at all. So they had to like, like my my folks in the U.S. had to send down insurers and stuff. You know the insurers. I wanna like the vanilla one. The vanilla ensures that it was sent down for us because sent down for me personally because I wasn't eating. Apparently insurers give you all the vitamins that you need. I don't know. I don't know. I remember as a little kid, I love them, so I drank them and stuff like that. So fast forward to here now. When I got up here, I started I started eating a lot of food because I'm a big guy now. Like I was like six, 16, 17, about to be 17 and I eat a lot of food. I eat a lot of food. Like <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like I eat a lot of food. Like I had a high plate of food and sit down and eat that food. But I wouldn't get fat or anything. Fat <laughs> sounds horrible. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't gain any weight. There we go. I wouldn't gain any weight. I would just still be the same skinny-looking person that I would be. And one day, out of the blue, she started arguing with me, saying that I'm eating off all the food in the house. That when I cook all this food, you eat all of it. And and what else? To be like, oh, anytime when you're you and you're making your own food, because sometimes I make breakfast. Like when I make breakfast, I make breakfast for not. Sometimes I make it for myself. Because for instance, if no one's in the house and I'm the only one that's there, I normally. Ooh, excuse me. I normally just make breakfast for myself. Because sometimes she would take my cousins like early in the morning to go to to the laundry. And I'd be like, you know, because and anytime when she does that, she always buys like breakfast on the road for them. So I normally just make breakfast for myself. And then she will come home and argue with me saying, how, why did I make breakfast and didn't leave any for nobody else? I'm too greedy, this and that, yada, yada. And then, yeah, she went on a whole rant saying that I eat, I be eating all the food in the house. Like, and where's all the food going? You're skinny as a steak, yada, 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 all that. I don't, and I know that <laughs> so one, a person once told me that, um, be, Skinny skinny shaming isn't a thing, which I really beg to differ because that's really stupid. But I do understand I do understand that being skinny is kind of like the ideal look that ev- that everyone tends to g- portray or go forward to. Like being a bigger person, people don't really people don't really understand how you got to that point. They just want to like body shame you, all that kind of st- all that extra stuff. So yeah. I didn't think skinny shaming was a thing. Like when she says this thing, I just take it, I take it, and I just walked away and was like, okay. But actually, one day I broke. 
like when I when she told me that actually broke. Like I got, I didn't get mad at her. I think I was mad at her, but I didn't blatantly just shout or anything. I just took it, and that day I just like I just broke in half. It was awful. Just being told that you are you were like this greedy pig and or you're just eating all this food. I re- I got really subconscious about eating all of that. So I over the during that time the lockdown came around. So I got subconscious. I didn't I didn't eat anything like. Even to this day, I still have problems trying to eat food because I hear all these words. And I'm a per- listen. I'm a person who tends to always go by the beat of my own drum. But then I get you have some underlying traumas that you know that that don't just go go away overnight. I'm taking my time going through it. It's hard, but I'm still trying. So yeah, I I, de- I developed this eating disorder. Like I would deliberately starve myself. I would not eat food for so long. Like so the solid I haven't eaten food for is like a two days straight. That I, I stopped that because I realized that's dangerous. It's really dangerous. So instead, I don't eat like like certain foods in the morning. I just wait until I get home, or I don't eat food food for an entire day, <laughs> or I just don't eat at my house because it's it's a very toxic house. So I don't eat at home. I just eat on the street because I know that nobody's there to judge me for eating whatever I want to eat. So yeah, that was something she did. <laughs> now fast forward a little bit. When I'm in my 17, when I was 17 now, the big one seven. <laughs> yeah, this is when I was 17 now. That's when shit really got really worse. Really, really bad. Because we, we all were all in a pan, not a pandemic, in lockdown. When everyone was like just forced to stay in one spot, forced to like face their demons, basically. Miss Rona really did everyone did either did everyone a favor or really just messed everyone up over lockdown. And I was in between, being being like like gifted an opportunity and also being fucked over at the same time. Now let me explain that because the pandemic really opened my eyes. I really found a lot of things about myself that I didn't notice. I really, I really learned a lot of things about myself. I really build more self-esteem about myself, and it, re- it really, it really, <laughs> it really made me, it really, it really just showed me like how how great of a person I was, and that that I shouldn't let someone's words define who I am, because the person I was five years ago would, would think the person I am right now is like a cool person. Because of the things I've done in my lifetime, I'm pretty proud of myself for it. I did good. I did good. I'm proud of myself for that. Now back to her. So this was around the time where I got when I got my first job. So yeah, y'all know that I talked about my me working at Burger King, all of that. So that was my first first ever job. This first job ever job ever done. I mean, other than babysitting all of that, because I used to babysit when I was back in my country. Well, then again, it wasn't really for profit either. I just babysit for fun. Like, my cousins would drop off their kids and I just babysit them, me and my mom. Mostly me. Because sometimes my mom had to go to work, so I had to stay with them. and you know, All that all, all that extra stuff. So, yeah. Babysitting, babysitting was pretty fun. I didn't really mind it. But then again, kids get on my nerves. Like, I would... <laughs> side rant. Kids get on my nerves. I would pick... I would like to pick up a child and throw them away. I'm, t- I'm tired of children. Anyways, end of side rant. <laughs> But yeah, the first time I got my job, this was after lockdown, I think it was. 
Yeah, I think it was after lockdown. Yeah, after lockdown. After lockdown and everything slowly started opening up, I got my first job, Burger King. And yeah, one of these days, one of these days, it was like, I think it was like, I think it was like the first week of my job. It was a weekend. It was a weekend. Yeah, it was a weekend. And I did a, this is the first time ever I did such a long shift. It was a six hour shift. No, a seven hour, either it was a six or seven hour shift. And to me, that was pretty, pretty long. In like talking now, I can do a six hour shift because I don't really mind it. I actually, I actually build up stamina and everything to do it. But starting off doing a job that lasted for six hours or standing on my feet, it was, it was, I was tired. So when I got home that day, I don't remember when that day was. I'm just going to say it was like the first week that I started my job. So it was over the weekend. I got home. I was, I was really tired. My legs were cramping up. I was tired. I was sleepy. So I was like, damn, I'm going to sleep when I get home. So I came in my shoes off all that i went to my room and i start i started preparing myself so first i took a shower then i got then i prepared myself ready to go to sleep because i was exhausted now that's the first time doing a seven hour shift i was tired exhausted and i just wanted to sleep so yeah so yeah i took a shower i was getting myself ready to sleep so when i lay down in the bed i was like scrolling through my phone a little bit because i normally scroll through my phone before i go to bed like everybody else i think I would think, because I would think you check, like, what's going on in our, in and around the air before you go to your bed. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But, yeah. That's what I did. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I took a shower. I was in my bed. They're just relaxing. And she called me. Because I woke up, like, really early that day. Because I woke up, like, around... Mm, the shift started around 7. No, not 7. The shift, my shift started around 8. So, it was, like... 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the time. If I'm not if I'm not wrong, I just know it's a six hour shift and I woke up early and I got back around like around 3 or 2, around there. So yeah, I got home. So yeah, it was a six hour shift. So she, I was in my room, she called me. So I was like really exhausted. So my face was like drenched. I was exhausted. So I came down the stairs. I was like, yeah. She was like, go make, go make dinner. I was like, oh, I'm... So, so at first I blew arrows off. I'm sorry, I can't. So basically I said, I can't do it because I'm really tired. So I can't really do, I can't really cook anything around. You just let them eat something that's in the fridge. Let them find something to eat and they'll do it. So she got upset. She got upset. And she was like, why can't you not do it? This is the English version because she has strict Creole. So... I'm giving the English version of what she said. So this, this uh, the way I'm saying it is not how she said it. She said it much more meaner and disgusting. So she was like, why, why are you tired? Why, why, why don't you want it? First she said, why you want it? I was like, I'm tired. She was like, how are you tired? I was like, I did a long shift today. This, I was like, this is my first time doing such a long shift. I'm tired. And she was like, oh, oh, that's nothing. You're you only do like four hours and I, I'd be doing, I'd be doing 12 hours a day at my workplace, sitting in chairs, watching old people and all these stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? Not to her face, but in my mind, I was like, why, why are you telling me this? Why? And then, and that's the, that's the thing about a narcissistic person. When you tell them things about, when you're telling things about yourself, they always flip it and try to make it about them. And that's what she did. She's basically telling me that, oh, you did a four-hour shift and you only did a measly four-hour shift and I'd be doing 12 hours a night sitting up in people's chairs doing this, doing that. I was like, I was so over it. Now, at that, that, when that moment, I was like, 
I was I was about to like bicker with her because I she loves apparently she loves when people bicker with her. And I was like, I did not in my mind, because I didn't want to say anything to her. I just looked at her and would walk away. I was like, I did not do a four-hour shift, I did a six-hour shift. Which after she said all that, I turned my back and walked away. Mm-hmm. And I, I, she said something in the background. I don't know what the hell she said. But I heard when she said, like, oh yeah, you can go, you can go now. So I just went to my room and I fell asleep. After that, I don't know what happened. And that's that's and that's what like that's something she would do constantly. Like one time. One time, one of my cousins were, she was yawning. She was literally, literally, I'm telling you guys, she was yawning because I don't know, either she was tired or she was hungry. And my grandma looked at her dead ass in the eye and asked her why she's yawning. Like, you should, you should be always be going on your bed on time. Like, I'd be, and she can't, she uses that, that one phrase that she works a 12 hour shift, always staying, in people, staying up in chairs like you are. And she basically always say that I'm staying up in chairs and be- at nighttime watching people while you guys are in your bed comfortable and everything. I'm telling you, it got, it got, it just got, anytime when she was, she, it's a recording thing. She says it a lot. So anytime when she says it, it I just block it out and just get numb to the pain because it makes no sense. And that's something about a narcissistic person. They always try and flip things and put it, flip things and put all the, t- that tension back on them. And don't get me wrong. I truly understand when she's trying to say that. Oh yeah. Cause I understand. Cause she's an old lady. And you're doing these these long shifts that nobody is telling you to do, but you choose to do these long shifts because you could easily just say you don't want to do these long shifts. But I don't know what your work situation is like. But yeah, but yeah, as I was saying, like you choose to do these long shifts, you choose this career path, you choose to take care of old people. So this is what your choice. It's not mine. It's your choice. So you come in, you bickering about it. It's really not my concern. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but that's just the truth. And growing up from I got growing up from like 16 to 17 to 18 that I am right now, it's I've grown to just block it all out. Cause that's what my mom tell me. Cause my mom would tell some horrible horrible stories that about her mom, about my grandma, her mom, some stuff that she done to her. I'm just like, damn, like what did you do? My mom like, there's not much I can do. All I do is just just block it out and walk away and that's that is the tactic i adapted adapted from my mom instead of sitting down and bickering with her when she says what she says i turn my back and walk away that's that's all i do i don't curse with her i don't argue with her i just walk away and then i don't know for in me for me it's like there's so much power in that for me like i'm not saying any i'm not agreeing with you i'm not disagreeing with you i'm not saying yes i'm not saying no i'm not arguing I just walk. I just turn around and walk away. Once I once I notice that she's finished, I'd be like, mm-hmm, and just turn my back and walk away. And then she might be arguing with herself, like, ah, I'm not giving you the time of day. It's not worth it. Cause <laughs> what 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 do what do we get out of this arguing with each other? Cause I used to have like full on arguments, full on brawls with this lady. <laughs> then my mom just my mom was like, don't. It just makes no sense. Just. That's it. That's whatever she says that she say, and you just walk away. Simple as that. And one time, I actually did that, and I and I I'd be quiet, and I walked away. And she was like, "Oh, don't walk away from me, cause this and that." And I turned back around, and she was ranting. She was saying that don't walk away from me, cause that's rude, that's disrespectful. And I didn't say anything at all. And when she's done talking, I did the same thing, and she and I just left. No, now y'all might think that's rude. I totally understandable if y'all think that's rude. 
But what what would you want me to do? Like, what would you do in that case? What, what would you do? Stay there and bicker with someone who, with the conversation not going nowhere, or just respectfully walk away? Because me walking away, I don't see any disrespect in it. Because I heard your side of the story. I heard everything you have to say. I don't have anything to say. If I say something back, I might just you might you're gonna say that I'm just and that's and that's another thing about the older generation. If you talk back, not I mean not even say talk back. If you're trying to if they say something, you're trying to explain something to them. They think you're talking back to them or trying to be disrespectful. So I just don't say anything at all. And when I don't say anything at all, I'm still being disrespectful. What what the what do you want me to do? Evaporate? No. So I just develop this routine. Like when she starts on her crazy rants, I just walk away. You both of us, there's nothing beneficial coming out of this. And that, not that I'm saying that something needs to be beneficial to come out of it, but it just doesn't make sense that we're arguing. You're wasting my time and you're wasting your, your own time. So I just walk away. And that wouldn't be the last time or the first time me and her really having some arguments. She's really, really narcissistic woman. I don't know where she get it from. It's probably, it's probably a generational curse that she didn't break. Instead of a breaking, she had that. She took it in and changed with it. If you if you say anything about yourself, if basically one time, like where I'm at now, I'm at a new house. I said this in previous podcasts, I think I don't know, but I'm a new house, and I was the one who helps her helped her with the process of getting this house. Cause you know she's an old lady. Certain technological things she don't know going places to visit different house i was there on her side because like first of all i the experience like knowing the whole step process to get a house it was frustrating and it was exhausting and all and so the both of us were the one who were really because i was helping i was helping my mom while i'm helping her so i was back and forth with both of them helping them sign electronically all that extra stuff so yeah i was the one and there's this friend of my grandma's friend of my grandma who, who would help us who helped us find house and everything and she one day she came in she was like so basically she said i was exhausted because we spent the entire day looking at different i was tired i was like burnt out i just wanted to like go to my bed and rest so she came she came to the old house that we were at and visited us she was like saying oh how's the process going and i, and I said it's exhausting i was like i'm tired like i can't wait for this to be over and she was like i, I understand you my man she, she was basically agreeing with me saying that she understand the process of this is crazy and all that and then my grandma she was like what about me i'm exhausted too it's not like i don't do anything and i was like oh my god <laughs> oh my god the lady asked me how i'm feeling i told her how i'm feeling then you're gonna interrupt me and say how you were feeling i'm just like both of us are tired but she asked a question about me so i'm explaining about me then because normally she would ask me then she asked her or asked her then she asked me Cause she she's always been in this process. She can't always be there because she has her own family or on her own, and her and her own business to deal with. So when she stopped by and would help us, she would always ask us if we if if we can't wait for this to be over, if we tired. Like come on, like she would basically just be it'd be like a survey uh, surveying us. And this was like the last week of finally getting a house. I was burnt out. I'm telling you, like the process of getting a house is really annoying. I'm so glad it's over. I'm so glad I made this house. I'm blessed to be in this house. I'm so good. And even in that other house, that other house was toxic as hell. From the people who are living there and my grandmother. It was just toxic. I was so glad when I left. But nothing changed when I got to this house. Because it's the same old shit. Same old fucking shit. 
nothing changed everything's the same <sighs> yeah because now she has a new line she'd be like oh if it wasn't because of me you guys wouldn't be in this house I'm giving y'all warm beds I'll be going to work and y'all be in your bed I got over it real quick and I'm telling you I can't wait to get out of this house I can't wait to get out (laughs) the thing is not even the house is the problem it's the person that's in the house the person that owns the house honestly getting out of here was like one of my main priorities at this moment because because I have a book (laughs) I have a book I think I talked about this like yeah my goals I talk about the goals that I've done I did I talk about a couple of my goals it's my book like I'm knocking out so many of these goals this year I'm so proud of myself that I've reached this far I'm glad of the person that I've become to this day I feel good and I've been lately I've been staying true to myself doing the best I can I've been doing good it's me God we're good we're going through each and every day and just tackling each task one task at a time so I'm proud of myself for the person I've been and I just hope I never get to the point that she is in right now. Because she is a very narcissistic woman. She tends to use use everything she has done for you against you. She turns everything on. She turns everything back on her. She wants everything. Even this house. This house is a whole brag to her, if I'm being honest. The way I see her talking to her friends and stuff like that. <laughs> and she's a fake woman. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so this is like a siren. Like at our old house, we had we were living with two women there, two other women. So it was me, my grandma, my two cousins, my four cousins actually. My other two cousins they left before they before we got this house. So it was just five of us in the house. The two women, my grandma, me, um, six of us actually, six of us, and my two cousins. Like, they were one of the main reasons why my grandma wanted to leave. And she would talk such shit around their backs and all. And then, and once she left, she was she all buddy-buddy with them. It's so funny. I find it so funny how, how fake and just, just odd that is. Because once I left, I blocked them. <laughs> I blocked both of them. Because the two of them were toxic and disgusting. Especially, there's this old, crusty-ass windbag in that house that I really, really cannot stand. I blocked her ass. And then, on the day, on the day my grandma got the house, not the day my grandma got the day she did the whole, the whole opening thing for the house, she came and she was like, oh, I've been trying to call you, this and that, day, day, day. I was like, yeah, sorry, my phone doesn't work. I could just straight up tell her to her face that I blocked you, but <laughs> I'm not that petty. <laughs> Uh, my penny goes to a certain limit not that high but yeah but yeah it's really I really hate I'm not I'm not gonna lie anymore like not lie anymore I'm not gonna front with you guys anymore like I hate living in this house I hate I hate is a strong word and hate is something that I don't really try and con- let it consume me or try to like, shape me that much I try not to be hate, a hateful person. Because I'm a genuinely, genuinely happy, happy kind of sort of, <laughs> kind of sort of person. I have to just go through life, just going by the own beat of my drum. 
live it just living life you know just living freaking life without having someone on your back telling you how to live your life <sighs> yeah ah this living in this house is i hate it <laughs> i absolutely hate it and growing up at all like from i got here i keep saying growing up <laughs> from i got here from from i got here when i was 16 so 16 17 18 gr- like from that time i always try to do things on my own by myself because if i if i asked her to help me to do something she still uses it against me and like later on down in the future if you don't want to do something she's gonna be like oh i did this for you i did that for you and this and that <laughs> all that extra shit like it, it got to it got bad so bad to a point where i just like I'm gonna break one of these days. And when I do, I'm gonna get kicked out of this house and that's gonna be like the greatest gift ever. <clears throat> but yeah. Before I end, let me explain. Let me explain this. I don't tend to disrespect. I don't tend to intervene. And I don't tend to be, what's the word? I just, don't, I just don't tend to try and change who she is because it's, it's gotten to a point where there's no changing and you can't and I can't really change someone someone has to choose to change and I talked about it recently in one of my podcasts as well you can't change a person a person has to choose to change so what I do I just don't I always try to do things by myself if I can't do it by myself I'm gonna do it by myself and if I do need help I won't ask her I ask somebody else and that's really sad. Like, I would rather go to a stranger than go to my own family member. That's how bad it is. But yeah. I just... I just want to be... I just want to live. <laughs> live a life where I'm in control. I'm at the driver's seat. And God too. God and me at the driver's seat. Trying to just navigate through life peacefully. We're on a freaking floating rock in space for crying out loud. And there's just going to be this one person or this one thing trying to stop you from becoming your greatest person. I'm not, I'm not going to let her tear me down. I'm not going to let her break me or freaking destroy me. She, she's done that already. And I've freaking made build my walls back up again from her, from her stupidity. So I, I don't need that in my life. And before someone come up here and talking about, oh, that's your grandmother, that's your, that's your, that's your family member. I don't care. I don't. Because if it takes, I will do whatever it takes to to um to be mentally free. To be mentally free. And if I have to cut off my own family members, I'm not afraid to do it. Because in the in truth and reality, you at the end of the day, you don't really need your family, 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 certain. At the end of the day, <laughs> you don't need certain members of your fa- certain members of your family. Cause you, cause what what you gonna do? You're gonna always be by their side every day? No, you're gonna have to go out in the world by yourself eventually and take charge of your own life. Do you get a career? Get a house? All these things. At the end of the day, you're gonna do it. You might get help from them, but that's the thing. They're gonna help you, not do it for you. So yeah. If I have to cut some of my family members off, I will. I'm not afraid to do it. Like, I cut certain toxic friends out of my life. I'm, I will do it. Not because they're my friend. It's like, yeah, if, I, if, I want, if I'm if i going to do it, I will do it. I'm not hesitate. 
So yeah, that's the end of this podcast. <laughs> I got a little bit deep. Not too deep, but I got a little bit deep. But yeah, that's the end of that. <sighs> that was a lot. That's a lot to get out of my chest. So yeah. I want to thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for everyone who keeps listening to my podcast. Yo, y'all are some sexy sons of bitches. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Love you. And Bambi out. Thank you.